This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. Uh, Chelsea enjoyed a rare weekend off after beating Real Madrid 2-0 in the Champions League last week. So I thought we'd take the opportunity to have a closer look at the players out on loan uh, by asking the supporters of their teams to tell us how they are getting on. Um, and I've deleted what episode number this is. I think it's 92. Does that sound right? Or 93? Uh, we'll go with 90. 93? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is 93. Yeah. I've just checked. Yeah. Last one's 92. Don't say we're not prepared. Um, episode 93, <laughs> um, which is going to be a loan report. Um, remember, you can listen live to the podcast every Tuesday at 8pm by heading to Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R. And searching for Went to Mokings Meadow, where you can join in the show by posting on the live chat page. Um, as Ben has done already this evening. Good evening, Ben. Um, if you're in mixed light shows like this, they can ask questions to our guests that are going to come on later in the show. Uh, if they want to ask questions, they can also ask us a question if they want to ask a sink, although I don't think they do. Um, now, there's no Dane this week. He's watching the football. I haven't changed that script from last week, which says he's poorly, but he's definitely out of the pub um, watching England and probably America knowing Dane. Uh, but thankfully, Jane is here with me. It's not just me talking to myself. Uh, Jane, good to see you. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Feeling better after last week? Yes, a lot better. Yeah, some nasty bugs going around. Um, well, Ben has asked us a question, and you'll know, is the is the bus to Leicester on? Yes. Yes, there we go. It is. Not go. that I'm going, but I know it is going ahead. Are you not going or not going on the bus? I'm not going because I've got to work. Saturday, and I can't have have time off in December either. So great. Yeah, we arranged a Christmas day for Charlie and some of his school friends on Saturday because the game was on Sunday. Right. 
and now the game's on Saturday, not Sunday, <laughs> uh, which is fun. Um, yeah, anyway, unfortunately, I uh, couldn't find someone from Brighton or uh, Lewis to talk about their players. Um, so we'll start with looking um, at Emma Thompson, who's out on loan at Championship side Lewis for the season. Um, her stats, Jane, she's played 394 minutes. Uh, she scored two goals. She's had seven shots, uh, resulting in a 1.32 XG. Uh, she has an 83.9% pass accuracy, a 60% dribble success rate, a 32.3% dual success rate, and a 31.6% uh, aerial juice, dual success rate. Sorry. Um, just looking at the stats about um, really knowing the context behind them, uh, good to see she's playing um, and getting goals above her expected goals, uh, which is obviously a good sign. Yeah, it's good to see the youngsters getting like, a good amount of minutes. So I know some players go on loan and they don't end up having as much playtime as they want to get. But I think it's good for sort of our players to go down to like lower teams and just get that experience. Yeah, she like, just turned 18 as well. So it's quite a big step for what is a young kid, basically, to, to go play for another team experience. Probably facilities which aren't quite as good as Chelsea's, would you say? Yeah, I think the difference between the clubs, she'll notice quite a bit. Obviously, we're quite lucky when it comes to Chelsea of what we've got at the club and what facilities we've got. So to go to the likes of Lewis, it would be a massive difference. Yeah, although I think Lewis do look after them. They're one of these clubs that does everything equally between the men's and the women's team. Well, one of, I think... Yeah, I think they are. Do that. Um, they are so, the clubs that do it. Yeah, so it'd still be a good place for her to develop. And given that, you know, Sam and Beth are both entering their 30s now, I believe, or they might already be 30, um, there might be a pathway in a couple of years. So it's good that she's out already getting the experience of like professional women's football. Yeah, I think it's good to go out young as well. So then you've got that experience. And when the older players in our team leave, we can bring our younger academy players back home to Chelsea because they've got the experience and they'll be able to fit in with the team. Yeah. Do you think there's also a sort of, seems like there's a clear plan for her to sort of be on loan again, probably next season, probably in the championship again, try and hopefully score a few more goals. Then perhaps look at the WSL sort of similar to what Georgia Fox, Charlotte Wardlaw and Aggie Beaver-Jones have done by making that step up. Yeah, I think I'd keep her out on loan for another year. I don't know what club maybe bring her up into WSL if they're looking for uh, players. Well, I think definitely keep her on loan for one more season and then bring her back the year after. Yeah, um, it's, so I couldn't find anyone from Lewis to sort of talk about how she plays and stuff like that. But obviously she came into the Chelsea squad last season when we had a lot of injuries and illnesses and uh, got a few minutes uh, for Chelsea. So she's had that experience as well. So uh, given that and a full season in the Championship, uh, only going to be good for her. She also plays for England as well at youth level. Um, so one to look for, one to look out for, I suppose. Yeah, I think she definitely is one to look out for. I feel like what we've seen of her sort of playing at Chelsea when she steps up with injuries and stuff, she looks like a good developing player and it'll be good to see where she goes and progresses from here. Yeah, let's move on then to uh, the player with the most minutes out on loan so far, and that is Georgia Fox. Um, she is obviously at Brighton this season. She has played... Uh, 601 minutes. She scored one goal, had five shots. 
She has a 72% pass accuracy, uh, 47.7, uh, 47.1% cross accuracy, sorry, a uh, 63.2% dribble success rate, a 47.5% dual success rate, 50% aerial dual success, uh, 34 interceptions and 66 recoveries. Um, obviously, we know Brighton is quite a defensive team, uh, under Hope Powell at least, um, but you know, she's played almost sort of double the minutes of anyone else out on loan. Shows probably she's the closest, would you say, to Chelsea's first team? Yeah, I think with um, Georgia as well, she stayed at Chelsea for a while before she went out on loan originally. Um, but I think that was only because of her turning 18, she obviously had to wait to be able to sign the contract. And what she showed at Chelsea when she got the minutes, I was sort of excited to see her get more playtime. Um I'm not gutted that she's gone out on loan because she needs the experience to help her develop. But I think I would, I'd happily have Georgia back next season playing for us. I think what she's shown already is really good talent. Yeah, I mean, we obviously signed uh, Yves Perise in the summer who plays right back. But you look at someone like Maren Mielder might not be with us next season. What is Jess Carter's position? Is she a right back? Is she a, a centre-back? What position does Neve Charles play? There could be an opportunity that she comes into the squad and she is competing with uh, Perise for that right-back spot. And it gives us that strength. And that's you know a good thing that we don't have to then go and buy somebody and it can release sort of maybe funds or we can focus our attention elsewhere. Yeah, it's good to have players that we can bring back and obviously we've not got to spend money to buy them. And it's sort of, it'll be interesting to see what happens with what, what players leave next summer and what sort of players Emma brings back to the squad or who she buys but I think with the likes of Georgia she is sort of will be high with on Emma's list to bring back yeah I've watched I've watched a bit of her this season it's obviously easier because she plays in the WSL so you can see sort of highlights and stuff like that and I think there's still a, there are some issues with her positioning especially defensively I think a couple of goals she could have done sort of better with that Brian have conceded but I suppose that's what going out alone is for isn't it you know learning developing and it doesn't cost Chelsea a goal if she's not in the right position. It costs someone else. Yeah, it's handy for us that it's not happening to us. And you learn from your mistakes at the end of the day. You're not going to get better as a player if you don't sort of make the mistakes and then you can sort of learn from it after the game. But I've not really seen much of her. I sort of can't keep up with all the lone players and trying to work out who's where and watching all the highlights. But I think what I've heard of her, she has been playing really well. Yeah, it's hard enough just following Chelsea, I suppose. Um, now, I was happy that she went to Brighton because obviously Hope Powell is you know, a well-renowned coach. Uh, and as I said, defensive-minded, so it's helpful that you've got a defender going there um, to learn some skills. But obviously Hope's left the club now um, after Brighton's put bad start to the season. They lost 8-0 to Tottenham, which is embarrassing for anybody. Um, but it's also good experience, I suppose, to be in a situation where the manager changes and everything sort of to gets turned upside down. I mean, you've seen Brighton's results since they've been scoring a few goals. So everything seems to have changed there. And again, that's great experience for a young player to have and to be familiar with that situation. Cause that's not saying that we've seen at Chelsea for what, 10 years now. You know, it's been, been ages since we've had a new manager. Has Brighton assigned a new manager yet? I think he's still the assistant in charge. I've not actually seen anything. Yeah. I think it's it is good to sort of have that happen in like that environment. It's not 
it's not I feel like it's not as common as the men's for the managers obviously to get sacked or leave but I feel like it is happening like more now in the women's game we've seen a few managers leave across like the league throughout the years um, and it's just something it's just something that comes with the game you can experience more and I feel like Brighton have like jumped up a stage since Hope Powell's left but they've sort of turned around and come out with this new team yeah, come out of their shell a bit, haven't they, and started attacking more. And that's also Georgia's very good going forward. And um, as we've seen at Chelsea, when she's played more as a wing back than as a full back, she's she can get forward pretty well. And hopefully, we'll see a lot more of her for the rest of the season, getting forward and maybe scoring or assisting a couple more goals. Um, we're going to take a short break now because after the break, we're going to be joined by Fiona from the Everton Women's Supporters Group to talk to us about Aggie Beaver Jones. Uh, before we do that. Um, a reminder that our summer series celebrating the 30th anniversary of the creation of the Chelsea FC Women's team is available in full on our Patreon page. A uh, subscription costs £5 per month and in return you get access to interviews with Tony Farmer, the man who created the team, George Michaelas, who managed the team from 2000 to 2005, and Matt Beard, who was Chelsea's coach before Emma Hayes. If you head to www.patreon.com forward slash went to Meadow, uh, you can sign up there. You'll also get these episodes free uh ad free listening uh before they get published onto itunes spotify all those different platforms so if you want to listen to the show before anyone else and without the ad break that's going to follow this um then sign up to patreon where you get some other benefits as well um we will be right back real fans real opinions for Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Well, welcome back to Wentzmo Kings Meadow, and I'm delighted to say we've now been joined by Fiona Church from the Everton Women's Supporters Group to talk to us about Aggie Beaver Jones. Uh, Fiona, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you all? Yeah, we're doing well, keeping well, um, avoiding the Men's World Cup. Although James just told me that England have gone 2-0 up. So, um, oh, yeah, I just caught that. Yeah, we can <laughs> relax, I think. Um, well, I think really wanted Wales to win. I thought it would be funnier if they did win and we still knocked them out. I'm a Scotland fan, so I suppose yeah. Wales to win. Anyone but England. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I don't really care, so um, anyone can win. Um, before we talk about Aggie, um, do you want to tell us a bit about Everton season in general? Because I know last season was a bit of a disappointment for you after some good signings, but how is it shaping up this year? Uh, looking more promising. Um, we've had we had a tough run of matches uh, recently. Man, we had Man United, we had Chelsea. Um, of course, Aggie can play Chelsea which we were all quite upset about. Uh, I think she even said she wanted to get out there and play um, when we spoke to her. Um, we had a few rough games. Of course, we beat Aston Villa twice, home and away. Uh, one of them was on penalties. Our home performance hasn't been great. Uh, we do want to see a few more home wins. Uh, we've lost quite a few of our home games. But we are shaping up, and uh, under the new playing style of our new manager, uh, we're starting to see better games. So it'll just be interesting to see how that shapes over the rest of the season once we've got another run of tough games out of the way. Yeah, focusing sort of on Aggie then, uh, in general, what have you made of her uh, at the club? Uh, we don't want to give her back. 
Um, <laughs> we talk about Aggie quite a lot. Um, she's been quite a key player for us. Some of us were lucky enough to go to an event at Goodison and uh, spend a little more, bit more time getting to know Aggie as a person. Um, she's been great off the pitch and on the pitch. She's bringing that pace, um, the forward direction that I think a lot of the time we felt we've been lacking and just taking those risks and chances at the goal that we've wanted to see um, instead of just passing back and not, and sort of passing around the goal. Taking those risks is what we want. The more risk you take, one of those shots is going to go in eventually. And of course, she had her first Everton goal at home in front of a home crowd. And what more can you really want? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll read through her stats, which I've nicked from Scout. Uh, which have she's played 343 minutes. Uh, she scored one goal. She's had 13 shots of an XG of 1.43, uh, 75.7% pass accuracy, a 66.7% dribble success rate, a 43.9% dual success rate, and a 45.5 aerial dual success rate. Um, given that sort of 13 shots and the 1.43 XG, do you think she should have scored more goals or has just been unlucky in front of goal not to have scored more than the one? I think she's been unlucky. Um, we went to uh, Scunthorpe at the weekend to watch the Sheffield United game and a lot of those goals were on target, just unlucky not to get them in. Um, some were very close off target as well. And I I was, I thought she, we were, she was going to be our best opportunity for a goal in that game. And I'm hoping it uh, comes on uh, Saturday that we see that turnaround and she gets a goal at Arsenal because she deserves it. Yeah, we'd hope that too, actually. A couple of goals against Arsenal would be good. <laughs> uh, it's just, I think she's just been unlucky. I think she's making more attempts than many of the other players on goal and just not getting them in has been unlucky. We're definitely all rooting for Everton against Arsenal on Saturday. <laughs> um, I see that Aggie has played as a striker and as a winger. What do you think her best position is? Striker. I play a in that striker position. Um, I'm not sure if it, that's purely because I individually don't make catches noise. I don't think we've seen the best of her yet. I'd rather Aggie start in that position because she's creating the opportunities and getting those shots on target. Whereas catch is not, not making the shots. Um, but I feel like she's creating the opportunity. She's getting that ball forwards in that central position. And that's what we want to see. We want to see that ball going forward and getting those opportunities. Get enough opportunities and one of them's going to go in eventually. That's the good thing. When you've got a player that can sort of play different roles, you can sort of mix them about. But then when you find that sort of main position that they play best in, that's the one you want to keep them at. Because like you said, do you want as many goals out of her this season as you can to help you guys out? We've seen, we've got Jess Park who will play down the wing. And that sort of relationship we've seen between the two of them Jess Park crossing that ball in and she's able to respond and then instead of wasting it and passing back, she's just taking that shot and going for it. And that's what we want to see. We want to see that creative play. Do you think given the strength of Chelsea's attack right now that another season on loan would be better for Aggie for her development? With the strength of Chelsea at the moment, I don't think going back to Chelsea should get the game time. I feel like there's so many strong attacking players and I mean, Chelsea have got players like Beth England, who we know is an amazing forward. We know that she's got goals in her. Who sat on the bench? I mean, you've got Harder out and Beth still not getting game time. And as someone who 
Uh, I mean, I absolutely do. But I think it's frustrating to see and to know that someone with the developing talent like Aggie, who could be an absolute superstar for the Lionesses in the future, going back to Chelsea and then missing out on that game time to develop her own personal skills would be an absolute loss for her. Would you be happy to keep her for another season? Yeah. I mean, I think I think we'd be happy to keep her for more than a season. <laughs> you can have her for one more season, then we're taking her back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the questions to follow, was would you take her sort of permanently? I think we all know the answer to that now. Um, what I've seen of Aggie, and I've seen this when she played for Bristol City as well last season, that she's got a bit of a bite to her game. She likes to get into a few confrontations and she likes to tackle. She's not frightened to stick her boot in. Has that helped the Everton fans warm to her? Because I know Everton fans enjoy oh, that. Yeah, we, we like a bit of a feisty player. Um, we've had Karen Hemgar join us as well. He's a bit tough and she'll, she'll have a knock. But we love a player that will get their foot in, um, isn't afraid of a bit of a battle with another player. Um, I mean, we've seen it with uh, Gabby George throughout her years at Everton. That's what we love. We love players that aren't afraid to go for it. And once you put that shirt on and give everything 110% on that pitch, that's what we want. All we want is players that will do their best. Yeah, and obviously it's her first season in the WSL, sort of full-time. Would you say she's comfortably WSL level? Definitely. She's impressed. Uh, she's one of those players where we're like, OK, we're going to get Aggie. We, we all saw it in the uh, unders Euros this summer. And we're like, OK, this is the talent. Um, I mean, we all watched it uh, with Grace Clinton and we were like, OK, we don't know what Grace's future is. And then when we heard that we were getting Aggie on loan, we were like, yeah, we'll have her. Uh, we didn't think she'd get as much game time as she is, but I'm certainly happy that she's getting the game time that she's getting. And to me, she should be a regular starter. She had a couple of injuries, hasn't she, as well? It's kept her out. She had an ankle injury that she sustained in training early on. Um, it's glad to see, we're glad to see her back, though. Yeah. What would you say Aggie's biggest strength is at the minute? I think it's her um, tenacity to move forwards. Uh, we've got a team that likes to play out from the back. We'll pass back. As a fan, it's really frustrating to watch uh, because we'll get sort of just past the halfway line. And you, as fans, we can see all the space and the movement that should be taken. And we'll just pass it back to the keeper. And we're like, okay, now we've got to do all that movement all over again. And that's where I think we're weakest. But Aggie will see a drive forward. We'll see a um, ask for the ball forward and keep that forward momentum going. And I think that's her biggest strength is wanting the ball ahead of her, wanting to keep that ball moving forwards towards goal. I feel your pain when you say you just go forward and then you go back. I feel like that's what Chelsea seems to do in a few games. They get to the halfway line and then they sort of stop and they end up going back and you're just like, why? And us fans, we see the gaps in between and we think, just pass this way, pass that way. But it's good that Aggie's sort of determined to run through them and keep going. Chelsea can move the ball a lot faster than Everton do, though, so it's a lot harder to intercept. <laughs> um, what do you think Aggie needs to work on, if you have to say, if you have to think of anything? I think it's just bringing that level of maturity to the game. She's still a very young player, Um it's just that sort of finalisation of reading the game and accuracy maybe on those shots. She has had those 13 shots, one goal in. Just sort of that fine-tuning just to make take her from being a good player to a great player. 
Yeah, Fiona, thank you for for giving us an update uh, on on Aggie. When sort of, when you say you want to keep her, that makes us feel good that we've got a, you know, a great player there uh, waiting to come back to to Chelsea. But before we sort of let you go, if you're going to put a prediction on how many goals she'll get for Everton between now and the end of the season, what would, what would you pull it out? In all competitions or just in the WSL? We'll we'll give you all competitions. I'm going to say five is her first senior WSL full-time league. Plus three against Arsenal. Don't forget those three. Oh, yeah. yeah. Make, make, make it seven then. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if the listeners want to sort of keep an update on, on Aggie, where can they find you on sort of social media and the supporters group as well? Um, we've ELFC underscore fans is our official uh, uh, supporters club Twitter uh, or I rave about Aggie on my personal one which is at Fee Church um, where you'll get all my mad ravings about how great Aggie is Yeah, I'll publish both of those um, in the description box and when we publish the episode as well so you can find where to follow for the for the Aggie prop which I'm sure all our listeners will look forward to uh, Fiona, thank you for thank you for joining us. Thanks for lending us Aggie. <laughs> Take care. Bye bye. There we go. Almost told me to uh, report her to Zoom when I tried to remove her from the meeting. <laughs> I shouldn't do anything wrong. Uh, anyway, uh, good to hear Jane, especially when they say they want to keep the player. Always, that's always good. I feel like Chelsea are doing well if someone wants to keep them. Obviously, it's hard to sort of keep track with loan players especially when obviously they can't when we play against them they can't play against them so you don't really get to see them sort of in the flesh playing but it sounds like she's doing well at Everton and they're happy with her so that is the main thing yeah when I've seen Aggie she reminds me of uh, Pernilla in lots of ways the way she moves with the ball and she, as I said she loves getting into tackles which I think is really good because she's not not the biggest player but she's not afraid to get her foot in there uh, which is good to see. Um, and as Ben says on mixed interesting stuff, which it is, that's why I was trying to get supporters from every team to talk to them about the players because they actually do watch them. Uh, unlike us who maybe see some highlights, but we don't sit down to watch Everton particularly um, outside of when Chelsea are, are beating them uh, on a regular basis. Um, we're going to take another ad break now because when we come back, we've got Stephen from uh, Liverpool supporters group who's going to talk to us about Charlotte Wardlaw, our Final loanee of the season so far. Um, before we go to the ad break, a reminder that the Kings Meadow Chronicle issue two is on sale now. Um, you can get it at kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. Um, there's also some Black Friday deal on. Uh, if you look on the Twitter page at CFCW Fanzine, you can find the Black Friday code. Uh, it gives you the issue two for one pound rather than two pound, uh, which lasts until Friday. So you've got till then to buy it for half price. Um, you can also get PDF copies if you don't want a physical copy and you can also get copies of issue one which are still available um, issue three will come out in January so still a little while to go for issue two but well worth buying if I do say so myself um, we will be right back after this short break Teach JK in all the years you've been following Chelsea you hardly ever miss a match home or away but how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. 
It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to the final part of Went Smoke Kings Meadow uh, for our loan special. And I'm uh, delighted to say we've now been joined by Stephen from the Liverpool Fan Collective, uh, together and less, uh, to talk all things Charlotte Wardlaw. Uh, together tuneless. Together tuneless, sorry, I've read it yeah. down. It's a, a very odd name. I'll explain the origins of it. It comes from like we had, the, the team had their own slogan when they were winning the titles um, called uh, Together We Are Limitless. And... Um, yeah, the fans sort of like riffed around on that. And together we did sound rather tuneless. So they came together, we are tuneless. Well, I think I've seen a pretty good video from you uh, with the Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> right, yeah. Tune. yeah. That was yeah. good. That was in tune. <laughs> well, you're very, you're very kind. I know, uh, I know that Matt loves um, uh, the programme. And it's, it, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was. Quite proud, proud of the way that one came together. Yeah, yeah. We had Matt on the show in the summer. We did a history of Chelsea. Obviously, he was a Chelsea coach before Emma Hayes, and he was great to talk to, wasn't he, Jane? Yeah, it was really good to sort of speak to him and see his insights of how he was at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. He was a top bloke. I mean, it's. I mean, he took a pay cut in real terms when he came up north in 2012. But Liverpool offered him the opportunity to coach full-time because I understand he'd, he'd been working as an estate agent when he'd been taking you to the FA Cup final. And, I mean, there were some good players there. It's not like that Emma Hayes inherited nothing. I mean, there was Drew Spence and there was... Um, Sophie Ingle was actually there in her first spell. Um, but, um, 
I, it probably you probably in, in a way it's you probably are we you owe us one because I think the fact that we won the league twice with your manager and ex-captain, it probably did fire you up into getting your own act together. You know? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. Uh, which, obviously, we're grateful for now. Um, <laughs> even if Matt missed out on that with Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Before we talk about Charlotte in general, um, apart from the opening day of the season, it's been a bit of a tough start for Liverpool, hasn't it, um, in the WSL? Was that something you was expecting? Yes. Coming into it? Totally, um, totally. Um, look, I mean, the opening game was, it was, well, it was a dream from a red perspective. I do feel it was a bit of, a little bit of karma at play. I think the, we remembered the, the stain on the league comments that the MMA back at the end of 2019. And um, yeah, there was just, just, I think there was just a few things at, at play. And in the build up to that game, Rightly so, because of all that Emma's achieved, there was an awful lot. Oh, by the way, I'm delighted that both her and and um, and Catherine Berger, are, you know, are back and well, and you know, in the game. Um, but there was a lot. There was a lot of focus on Emma in the build up to that game, the opening game of the season, talking about the ten years at Chelsea, and we were barely mentioned at all. And I, ju I just felt the fact that that so little attention was paid to that. It kind of we were. The, everyone, the fans and the team, felt that uh, you know they, they wanted to make the point there was two teams in the contest. Uh, but the thing was, things go a bit crackers after that. Um, the, the the next game up is then the Anfield derby, and I thought there was far too much focus on on us and not enough attention on Everton in the build up to that game. And um, it was a real reality check. Not that I I didn't get carried away. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I thoroughly enjoyed um, uh, the opening game, but I, 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 we are where I expected us to be. We really are where we are where, where, where I expected us to be. Um, I'm, I'm glad Charlotte's playing a part now. Um, she's um, we love her. We really, we love her. She came in and made a great impression uh, last season. Uh, she scored an absolute blinder uh, at uh, Bramall Lane against uh, against Sheffield United, and um, she had some great performances out on the right flank in the sort of like wing back role. Um, bit of time in midfield, uh, but it's it, they're looking more to to play in midfield. I feel this season and. Um, Certainly, when Matt did the tactical shift in the last twenty minutes of going all out with a four-three-three in the last twenty minutes of Brighton, Charlotte in midfield was was critical to making that work and, and just getting something out of that, that game. Yeah, I'll just read through some of her stats um, that she's had this season. So she's played three hundred fifty-six minutes, uh, eighty-five point four percent pass accuracy. 66.7% uh, long pass accuracy, 44.2% uh, dual success, 50% uh, aerial dual success, 17 interceptions and 31 recoveries, um, playing obviously as a defensive builder most of the time. Um, and I noticed that she's recently come back into the team and you picked up some some big points. As as you said, she was crucial in that game against Brighton. As, was she again uh, in, the, in the other game? You picked up another point, wasn't it? Well, I was, I was at both of them. Um, Reading was frust a frustrating night um uh, but it, it was also a happy night because uh, again uh, 
I mean, I've already mentioned in the course of our conversation the the championship team, and uh, it was just inevitable that Tash Dowie would score against us. And uh, there's an awful lot of fondness to our uh, our champions. I gave her a shout before and after the game with with our group, and um, it was just inevitable that Tash would score. Uh, but we um, getting on to Charlotte. Charlotte had a really tidy game. Uh, she played the full game and uh, there was just a lot of, she did an awful lot of good things and uh, she's a spiky character, a very likeable character. I just, we, we, we love her. We love her attitude. We really do. Stephen, what kind of midfielder is she? Is she a box-to-box holding or a deep playing playmaker? Um, well, personally, in terms of what I've seen of Charlotte's play, I think the best impression she made was in the wing-back role um, uh, last season. And it's quite saying something that, that the only... I can recall um, Lucy Bronze playing when Matt had a three in the back. He switched to a three at the back formation in the 2014 campaign. And we 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 beat yourselves 2-0 uh, witness with... Lucy Bronze playing as like an attacking wing back, and Charlotte played in a similar sort of uh, role when we were in that game out at Bramall Lane, and it's, I mean, it's pretty lofty, a pretty lofty comparison, and really we haven't had a player of Lucy Bronze's stature since the end of 2014 when everybody else you know, just totally overtook us in terms of what they could spend uh, on, their, on, on their women's side. And uh, But honestly, it, it, Charlotte Plett really made a, a great impression in that game. Getting on to uh, the, uh, you know, the, the games against Brighton, um, she just helped shore things up. Um she she can play with her head up. She she can see the, the game out in front of her. She knows when to drop off. I mean, at times she was dropping almost behind the centre backs to help clear, clear, uh, tidy things up. Uh, but uh, just a she's 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 a switched on kid. I can't really put it any better than that. Really, I, um, I've been mightily impressed with her. Obviously, it seems that. I mean, I don't know if she's been sent to us with directions from Chelsea. It's like, you know, we'd like to see her more in this sort of a role. Um, uh, but uh, the, the, the owner seems to be more on midfield this time. But um, obviously, we're not in the championship no more. It's, 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 it's the, you know, it's the big league. And um, hence, they've the been going for experience. People like Furness. Uh, the Jazz Maz Matthews got pushed forward for a spell into a, a, the hole and roll in midfield. So, you know, it's not, you know, it's, there's a lot of names for Charlotte to be sort of getting ahead of, if you know what I mean, to be getting the start. So it, it certainly says something that she got the full 90 in that most recent WSL game at Reading. Do you think, given the strength of Chelsea at the minute, it would be better for Charlotte to stay out? for her development to stay out on loan for another season? And would you have her at Liverpool for another season? Um, well, I mean, obviously I'm not in charge of Liverpool women, but speaking as a fan, I'd love her to, to be a Liverpool player. We, 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 
we've been really, really mightily impressed with Charlotte. I mean, I, oh, you know, I'll be, I'll be candid. I came up with a, a chant for her. She, to us, she's super Charlotte Wardlaw, and um, uh, you know, she's. We don't think of her like as just oh, she's she's a she's a lone player. Uh, um, uh, she seems to have really talked to the group ethic really well. Um, I, I, I don't. I keep me distance with the players. I don't sort of like some some of these new fans come along and that they sort of like that they have a sense of entitlement and stuff. And uh, I, I just sort of like do them a bit from the stands, really. And I, I know that it's funny you learn you get messages and sort of like when things such as the Only Fools and Horses video goes up and you realise that um, that Neve the captains liked it. Um, you, you, you kind of you realize, oh, all right. What 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 I do is being appreciated. But I I, I tell I've only chatted to Charlotte once really, uh, but um, it was um, that I can't stress enough breaking open at that game at Bramall Lane because they, they 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 were quite they've been quite fraught fixtures between Liverpool and uh, Sheffield United because of the fact that Sheffield United were being managed by an ex Liverpool manager in. Neil Redfern. Obviously, you followed Charlotte in the Championship and now in the WSL. Have you seen the progression in her game? And would you say she is you know, a WSL level player now? Well, she's she, she's getting the experience. I mean, it, it's kind of. Uh, I, I think she's definitely got the capacity. Capacity that the, the, you can see she's got the um, the skills. She's got the the wherewithal. I like the attitude. Um, she's she's got the ability, but it, it takes all it takes more than that, Dean, doesn't it? it? It's kind of you know, it's 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 then it's it's the effort that you put into to make it work. Then, in it, you know, um, I was listening to a, a fascinating YouTube um, interview with Craig Bellamy, and he was just talking about how you just get nothing out of football if you don't put everything into it. And he was like a very arduous trainer you know in spite of his sort of uh, hot-headed temperament and sort of that reputation you know it, it, basically you've got to you've got to put it in to be a, a top flight player haven't you and uh, so all i can say is charlotte has got the wherewithal to do it and we've been mightily impressed with what we've seen but you know in terms of wsl it's only really been that ready in terms of a full um, 90 minutes but there's been Lots of good vignettes along the way so far this season. Uh, maybe she'll get more game time. Um, we've got an important run of fixtures leading up to Christmas now. I can't stress enough the importance of the West Ham game and the Leicester game in determining, you know, whether we'll, you know, uh, uh, you know, we speaking from a Liverpool perspective, we just need to consolidate. We need to we need to cement our position as a WSL team. Yeah, I think a win over Leicester will, will be enough to keep you up, I would guess, um, over the course of the season anyway. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned Charlotte as a sort of right wing back, right full back. Um, probably you prefer it in that position. I know you mentioned, obviously, you don't know if Chelsea are giving instructions, but looking at Chelsea's squad, maybe they're looking at someone like Sophie Ingle, as you mentioned already. Um, maybe Charlotte as a replacement for her in the coming seasons. That's why there's a push for her in midfield, perhaps. Um, that's a that's a all I can say is that's a very um high bar for anyone. Um, look, look, we had Sophie Ingle for three years basically, and um, she was invariably the player's player of the year. 
Um, she would she would never be anything less than a seven out of ten for us. Um, uh, fantastic player, uh, really good uh, person as well. Yeah, and still is um, yeah. performing very well recently. Actually, for Chelsea, is Sophie. And what would you say Charlotte's biggest strength would be at the minute? Um, well, just it, from from my own perspective, I mean, you know, everybody sees things differently, don't we, Jay? But I mean, from my own view, I just love her tenacity. I love her tenacity. And uh, I suppose, again, I was making a rambling point about Lucy Bronze and uh, the way she played as a... She was just giving you a licence to attack when Matt went three at the back against you back in 2014. And... Um, she, she she pretty much bossed the game from from wing back, and uh, what I would say is getting back to the Bramwell Lane things. Charlotte just broke open the game. She, she basically she just had a dig. It was it was not dissimilar to the way Lucy Bronze scored a goal in twenty fifteen in the um, in in the World Cup against Norway, and it was kind of I think. Alex Scott had been after a training and sort of saying just have a go. Well, Charlotte just. I had to go, it broke open the game for us that day. So she's got, I know she's got that in her. Um, but again, maybe she's got in the wing back role, there's more license for her to uh, express herself in an attacking fashion. Obviously, in the midfield role, we've been utilizing in, in the last two WSL games, has been a more responsible thing. She's been just been busy about the park doing tidy work. Um, would you say she needs to work on anything for the rest of the season or are you quite happy with the way she's performing? Well, it's what, I mean, ultimately it is, you know, it's it's what Matt needs. It's what, you know, Matt, you know, we've, um, I mean, our priority is is, is staying up. You know, I, I'm sure the WSL, WSL experience would be priceless for, for both her for us and for for you, I think it's 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 a win win all round. But a kind of, I mean, in terms of basically, Charlotte's going to be asked to do what Matt asks her to do, isn't he? You know, isn't isn't she basically? It's it's she's got a job to perform for Liverpool at the moment, and uh, yeah, I hope that if answers that given, If Liverpool were given the option to sign her permanently, would you be happy? To see her stay at Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 we, you know, just, I can't stress enough. We've been mightily impressed with her, uh, her, her attitude, the way she goes about it, and you can see that there's, there's the, there's talent there. You know, but it, it's a getting back to that, that thing. You know that you know potentials. Just, um, you know, I could name a, I could reel off a list of names of players I've seen over the years with with, with potential, but. You know, some make it and some don't, don't they? Yeah, fingers crossed for Charlotte, though. She's on the yeah. right side of, of that list. And in Matt, yeah. got a very good experienced coach to help her uh, for the rest of the season, at least. Uh, and we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah. Um, Stephen, where can listeners sort of follow you if they want to keep up to date with how Charlotte and, and Liverpool are doing in more detail? Um, well, uh, our, um, I'm part of a collective of Liverpool fans who've been around for pretty much a decade. I mean, it's it's not like some sort of closed thing. It's there's people that come and go, but there's a there's a singing group of fans uh that used to come up with it, come up, you know, would come up with banners and would come up with the 
the original song sheet and uh, we're called uh, Together Tuneless. It's, it begins with two, the number two. And as in the fact that there's two senior Liverpool teams, as is a, as, as with us all, like, and obviously it underlines the two titles as well. Uh, together Tuneless. And it all came from that phrase, together we are limitless, but that sounds a bit sort of serious, doesn't it? So, you know, with the, as fans, we just made a joke of that. So, We've our our group is known as Together Tuneless, and you know, we're always sort of like chipping up with things in terms of like new songs for the players and um, uh, doing player of the match votes and just various other things. So uh, you can you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, I'll leave the link as well in the description box uh, of the episode, so you can find uh, Stephen and the Liverpool fans page uh, to keep a closer eye on Charlotte. Uh, Stephen, good luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, hopefully we get the three points back at King's Meadow. But apart from that, I think Liverpool should be a WSL side. It's well, good. is it is it going to be King's Meadow? That's the big question because, like, you know, it's kind of, you know, and, it, and again, I mean, I don't want to sound too chippy about this, but it, it, like kind of like it's getting back to the, the, the comment from 2019 of Emma Hayes about the staying on the league, league thing and, we went to Prenton because it was a statement of ambition. You know, we had a crowd of over 3,000 in for that Chelsea game. We had even more in for the Arsenal game that followed it. And, you know, we're hearing now that places like Boreham Wood and Kings Meadow are struggling with capacity. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, yeah, just... And if you can send us a message, I'd love to know when the tickets go live because if it is a King's Meadow, I'm sure it'll, it'll, basically the tickets will go very quickly, won't they? Because it's, you know, I mean, you can you could easily get a decent crowd at Stamford Bridge, I would imagine, for a Liverpool-Chelsea matchup. Uh, we, we've got, we're putting on fan coaches for our away games now. Uh, you know, the club have been fantastic in that regard. They've linked up with Expedia over the, the past uh the past few months and uh, you know whatever happens there will be a, there will be a liverpool contingent at uh, whether it be kings meadow or stanford bridge yeah yeah well yeah. we always hope to see away fans at games that don't happen every week yeah so we had a good turnout from man united at the end of last season um and it adds to the atmosphere doesn't it and if it is at stanford bridge or kings meadow i'm sure as you say there'll be a good crowd there and Hopefully it is Stamford Bridge. The more people there, the better for the for both teams, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously these things, things all depend on the diary and stuff. But uh, yeah, just um, yeah, basically, uh, if you know when the tickets are going live, let us know because that's okay. As I say, it's certainly if it's, it's Kings Meadow, those tickets will go quick, won't they? Yeah, they will. Um, it's normally, I think it's normally like a month before the game. When is the game? I don't actually know when it is. I've not. I've got to be frank with you. I've not looked too much beyond the. Uh, if, I, if I had a program in front of me, I'd look at the, the list at the back. All I know is our next away game is Manchester United, and and uh, crikey, those tickets were 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 sold about about two months ago. Yeah, I think it's, I've just January. looked. It's on. It's at the minute. It's the twenty second of January, but obviously it yeah. could change for telly. So I'd say the next couple of weeks mm. there should be something. I presume something about tickets but okay as soon as tickets normally go on sale I know the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group normally tweet something out yeah. so hopefully there'll be some information somewhere for it but I'd say the next couple of weeks I just asking while I've got you on the subject um Jay I mean are you um a fan of the idea of the, the introduction of away ends I, I do think 
it's funny. I mean, and again, getting back to this Bremel Lane thing, I've been banging on about Charlotte a lot. I, I kind of, it, it certainly, um, I, I feel it's it's coming to a point where certainly when certain teams match up, I, I think you, it, it, there's there's a definite call for a designated away area now at, 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 at women's games. Yeah, I definitely think there should be at all women's games. Obviously, like I know with us Chelsea fans, there's small groups of us, like multiple groups that travel yeah. up to games. Yeah. But then we can't always be next to each other. So then yeah. our sort of noise spreads around the stadium where you'd rather all be in one place. Yes. So it's easier to sort of make the noise for the, the players to hear you. Yeah. And I know at Leicester, they do have a designated block for the away fans. It's hard. I know for our game against Arsenal, I think it's going to be at the Emirates. We still don't know whether there's an away end, and we're still trying to push to get an away end just well, so the fans I, well, can be together. I think, well, you guys should be lucky with that regard because there's definitely already been a precedent set for that with the Man United game recently because there, there, yes. there was a designated away section, wasn't there, for, for that particular one? Um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be just, you know. And it's just something to be borne in mind. It's definitely something to be borne in mind, whether, you know, when we do meet up round about the 22nd of January, whether it's, you know, at King's Meadow or, or the bridge, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see you there. Uh, say hello. And uh, thank you in person as well for joining us tonight. No, no, no. no yeah. Uh, oh, good luck in Europe. I can wish you good luck in that one. All right. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. Very kind of you. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you, Stephen. Bye-bye. Yes, thanks Thank for now. You. There we go. Um, another one, Jane. Good. Um, they they want to take our players, which is always good. <laughs> I feel like we're doing we're doing the right thing. Yeah. They well, can have them on loan, but we do eventually want them back when we need them. Yeah. What do you think about her replacing Sophie? Look, like, obviously not now, but season or two. Sophie's obviously in her thirties. Midfield is somewhere you need. Strength and you yeah, no. Georgia Fox at right back. Maybe that's why Charlotte's been moved to midfield. I think come two, three years, a lot of players will be sort of, they're getting to the age, they will be retiring unless they're going to play football forever. You never know. Um, but we, we will need these players back playing with us. So I think sort of, I think Charlotte would be a good sort of replacement for Sophie. I've not, I've not really seen much of her play, like I said, for the others. But it would be interesting to sort of see how she develops and where she goes next and what happens if she does come back to Chelsea. Yeah, I know she plays midfield for England um, under 19, so she's captained them. It's always good to keep players that obviously come through the academy that have that connection to Chelsea as well, isn't it? Rather than just signing players, although they do become part of the Chelsea furniture, um, those that have that connection from a young age is also good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to have them from such a young age. I know they sort of said players that go on loan at Chelsea, I think apart from Beth, she's still the only one that's actually come back permanently. So I think sort of as a young player being put being put out on loan, there is that thing in the back of your head, will I go back to Chelsea or will they just get rid of me? But I think the talent we've got in our youngsters, there is room for them to come back to Chelsea at any point. Yeah, hopefully there's more coming through as well as we speak. You know, the academy team's flying at the minute as well. I think they're top of the table um, in the Southern Division. Uh, although Arsenal do have a couple of games in hand, I think. But uh, you've got 
players like Amy Claypole, who's scoring for fun, uh, Alexia Potter, uh, Katie Dungate as well, another one, just scoring goals for fun. Um, yeah, so that is going to wrap up our loan report. Um, we will be back next Tuesday to talk about Leicester. Uh, hopefully a nice big win again, Jane, like last season. Yep, hoping it's nice and easy. But then I'm hope I'm not going to be able to see the goals or watch it or keep up with it. So I'm gutted. Honestly, I'm gutted. Yeah, but to watch working in a hairdressing working in a hairdressing industry in December, there is no time to have time off or even like a ten minute break. So I'll have to just hope someone keeps me updated with the scores. Or I'll get my clients to watch it as I'm doing their hair. That's my plan. If you have it on the screen behind you, when you look in the mirror, <laughs> I'll be able to see it. Yeah, although the haircuts might not be great. <laughs> it might be a bit um, wonky. So if you do get your hair cut by Jane on Saturday, just make sure she is paying attention to your hair and not the football. Um, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something else, and I totally forgot. Because my phone's gone off. Um, thank you to Fiona and Stephen for joining us. Uh, as Mitchell said, both you know great guests and people that are passionate about their teams and passionate about our players, which is also great to see. Uh, the links for both of their pages will be in the description box so you can follow them and find out how Aggie and Charlotte get on the rest of the season without having to watch Everton and Liverpool play football, uh, which is also a bonus. Um, and remember, if you listened along via Spotify or iTunes, you can listen live every Tuesday on Mixler. Um, the link is in the description box. You can join in the chat as some people have done tonight and we thank them for it. Um, that's Mixler.com, uh, searching Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Uh, thank you for listening from Kings Meadow to Wembley. Keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.